0: Nothing but Net NBA podcast featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. And we are live here with another episode on the Nothing but Net podcast. I am your host, S. Dot. We finally have our NBA champion of the 2022-2023 NBA season, the Denver Nuggets, a season in which it was always unpredictable. I don't know that we ever felt comfortable in who the true favorite was in the playoffs, just capping off a dominant run, 16-4. have only lost one game since May 7th, I believe. Just a dominant fi- conference finals um, appearance against the Lakers, a dominant finals appearance against the Miami Heat. The Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, our finals MVP, um, get it done this year in a year which a lot of people didn't think this would be how it ended. And here we are. Mike, you picked them to be the here, although you did not pick them to win. You did pick them to be here. Um, how are you feeling? How How are you feeling about these Nuggets? Yeah, you're right. I did get him to the finals. I, I thought the Bucs
1: would eventually, you know, beat them. Clearly that didn't happen, and it was the team that beat the Bucks that got there. Um but yeah, I like I like a lot of what Denver did throughout the postseason, uh the regular season, of course, but especially the postseason, definitely upped their game. Um guys performed, stepped up big for them. Obviously Jokic did his thing and he, you know, even went above and beyond kind of what you might have expected him to do. Uh but the team as a whole brought it defensively as well, which was a main contributing factor um to me as, as why they had their success. Uh and yeah, I'm feeling good about the Nuggets, man. They look good. Uh how can you not feel good about them um next year? Uh just kind of where they at in their ro- where they're at in their roster and kind of uh the momentum they have going into next season.
0: Jamie, what's going on, my guy? What you thinking about these nuggets? How we doing fellas? Yeah, I mean
2: just asserting dominance from you know early may uh they look like the best team in the playoffs uh, from jump and now the um the nba championship resides in denver for the time
0: yeah for the first time ever for the first time ever it obviously resides in denver before we start with denver obviously it's a huge congratulations it's the, the finale goes to them. We will talk about them, but I think talking about their opponent in the Miami Heat is where we start to, uh, this this conversation, this episode. Um, huge shout out to the Miami Heat. Obviously, we, we said it a few times here. Second eight seed to ever make the NBA Finals. It's been a year in which It never felt right for the Miami Heat, but they always just kept putting their head down and keep working, kept working, kept working. Uh, It pushes them all the way to the NBA Finals. Ultimately, um, just not enough offense, right? Four games, they didn't even touch 100 points. Obviously, they lost all four of those games. Um, Their defense was fine all series. I think it was as good as it probably could have been, especially in Game 5. Really put themselves in a position to win. Ultimately the lack of offense doesn't get it done. Jamie, I'm going to start here with you. Are you looking at the Miami heat next year as a team that can contend for the Eastern conference finals and maybe even be right back here in the same situation, or is this just kind of a fluky run for the Miami heat?
2: Hmm. Uh, honestly a little bit of both here because, uh, I mean, every, every single series they went into, they were the underdogs and, um they just kept um perform overperforming, so to speak. And uh Jimmy led by Jimmy, who again, just like in the bubble, kinda ran out of gas there. Um but I think they're definitely gonna need to add some pieces. Um I'm hearing a lot of dame talk. We don't need to get into that, but uh I think they're definitely gonna need to add some some size for sure. Um, especially in the east, dealing with the the bigs in the east. Um but overall, man, they have a lot of dogs on their team. Um, obviously, led by Jimmy and Bams, just continues to ascend. Um, he actually had a pretty good finals. One um, of the circumstances, um, you got a aging Kyle Lowry who, um, <laughs> again, actually played really well last night. Um, but they're just they were outmanned and outmatched, and I think they're definitely gonna have some make, make some moves in the offseason because um, all these teams are gonna get better as well.
0: Well, we're going to get to that here in a second. Um, Mike, what do you think? Do you think we see the Miami Heat make this kind of run again, or do you think this is a fluke? I think, no, I I think it
1: was kind of a fluke. I think I said it might've been last podcast that I think they overachieved and that's not to cut them short. Overachieved doesn't mean, well, you know, they didn't deserve it. They deserved it because they were playing the best basketball at the time, beating a lot of these good teams. But like I said, overall, I, I believe they overachieved. Uh, I think the Eastern Conference, they're still going to be – the Bucks. really, I don't think, as long as they hold on to most of their pieces, aren't going um, really anywhere. Uh, Philly, we'll see what happens with them. But, you know, you'd think they're going to be up there. Uh, of course, Boston. I mean, there's these other teams that, yeah, it was great this year that they, they made it through. Um, but to replicate that again next year would be very difficult. And, uh, but they, they do have that mentality. It's the heat culture. Is it certainly possible? Of course. Um, especially with their coaching staff and the pieces. And like Jamie said, if they get another star, but no, I, I think overall, this was kind of a fluky thing. Um, but of course, well-deserved and
0: earned. Okay. And that's going to bring me into my next point. So I'm glad you went this way, Mike. I'm glad that you were able to come out and say that because, you know, it's tough to say that was fluky because of knowing the Miami situation. How does Miami not make this fluky? Like, how does Miami become real? Does does it involve them using their picks that they have available in Tyler Hero to maybe get Dame, to maybe get Bradley Beal? Do you try and go that route or do you try to build out depth on this roster? Which, which way do you think they should go?
1: You know, I saw something earlier today. Uh, I think they might have the highest odds, or amongst the highest odds, to land a star. And to me, I think that's that's where you go. Um, you can try and build out some of the rotation and role players, but you have Jimmy Butler, who is is getting older. I'm not going to say he's on the decline by any stretch. Clearly, with his playoff performance, but is getting older. Bam, I think is probably uh, you know around the peak of his game. You have some of these young, uh, you know, younger guys who like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Uh, I'll give Duncan Robinson his credit. I'm not sure what the move is with Caleb Barton, but you have some of these pieces that are are I think those guys are solidified in their roles. Um, I don't really see much changing for them. So the next best thing is you you probably need to go out and get another center or another big. And then you know, try and land a star, whether it's Dame. You said Bradley Beal. Um, You know, I've also seen Kyrie Irving could uh, be potentially a a target. Um, So there's there's names out there, and I think that's kind of the route they go if if they if they want to make themselves in contention to get back to the finals.
0: And it's, I think it's pretty clear that if they do go the star route, they need to go get a star who can carry an offensive load that not a lot of players can, a Kyrie Irving, a, Damie, a Damian Lillard. Um, those are obviously, I think, been the hot names lately. I think those are the most available names, it sounds like. But, Jamie, what route would you go? Do you think this team should go for a big star? Do you think this team continues to build on its depth?
2: I I think their depth is fine um as we saw in this playoffs yeah they were a little streaky uh at times um but I mean Mike said it guys like Struce and Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent um Duncan Robinson uh although Tyler Hero didn't um play much in the playoffs uh him you have a lot of a lot of talent a lot of wing talent um to me again it goes to you got to add some size and you definitely need a star that's going to uh, like you say carry the offensive load so that jimmy can um, be the all-around player that jimmy actually is and not just rely on his scoring which takes him out of uh which tires him out and doesn't allow him to play as good as defense as he can because he is a very elite defender but when you're asking uh, so much out of one person for um, a lengthy amount of time it, it starts to wear on you
0: yeah, I I don't know. They're obviously in a very good position to get another star. Again, Tyler Hero is will be on the block um obviously with those picks. I think that could be interesting for some teams. I think Miami's in a good spot. I do. I I don't think it's really a fluke for them. I think they're going to be uh who they are, which is just a very good basketball team. Uh they're going to be better in the postseason than they are in the regular season. And I think there's just I think there's just a lot of different opportunities for them and how they can go through to build this roster. And I don't think they're far off. And I think we saw it this post season. This team really isn't far off. You know, if they're able to get one of those guys, that's great. And I think, you know, if they get the right role players, I mean, if we're talking like, Big upgrades in the role players. Yeah, the Caleb Martin's nice and all those guys are nice, but those guys are the product of the system. Let's be honest. Miami's been doing this for how long now? It's clearly a product of the system to where if they can get role players who are more than that and can help Jimmy and can help Bam offensively, I think it could be super beneficial, especially with Tyler Hero coming back. Um, Congratulations to the Miami Heat. I mean, obviously, just nothing to put their heads down about. What do you guys think about Jimmy Butler? He was playing a little not as well the last couple of rounds. Any? Are we good? We just let Jimmy go for the second straight year in the finals or, or the second time in the finals. He's only played in two. But um, you guys Jimmy, good with just the whole Jimmy thing? He played subpar for Jimmy. I'll give him that. Um, or I'll
1: give him the fact that he carried – a lot of the playoffs to me, it seems like he ran out of gas, but that's, I have no loss of respect or faith in Jimmy Butler. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you could sit here and maybe if he was a different player, he gets scrutinized. But the biggest thing I appreciate about Jimmy Butler, I think a reporter asked him, you know, how much was the ankle bothering you? He's like, none, this has nothing to do with my ankle. Like we just got outplayed. They're the better team. Like that's what I respect about Jimmy Butler. You could have, this player that player set up there yeah it impacted my game you know yada yada and i'm sure maybe on some level it did impact him but he's not gonna he's not that character that's not him um so yeah overall i do think he he kind of underperformed a little in the finals but um i'm not gonna hold too much against him he carried that team
0: i much. mean and it was clear like i'm glad he didn't try to back it up with any kind of excuse it was very clear that denver was the better team denver was the better team this whole series 100%. except for 12 minutes yeah, it say, wasn't Mike? close.
1: <clears throat> no, I just had 100% agree, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and it
2: it wasn't close. Denver's uh, a much better team, uh, and you saw that last night especially. Uh, that's a game all playoffs that Miami wins. They've been win- winning those type of grueling, uh, hard-nosed games where the offense is low. Uh, Jokic got in foul trouble for a minute. But it just it didn't seem to matter. Um, No matter what lead that Miami had, uh, I think in the back of all our heads, we're like, well, Denver's going to come back and (laughs) and take it home. Um, Just the talent that that they had and credit to, you know, um, not only the Denver Nuggets team, but the uh, the GM. um, I can't think of his name at the moment, but for putting together uh, a solid, solid, solid basketball team.
0: Yeah, uh the the nuggets uh, we're getting ready to roll into that. Do we have any final points here on the Miami Heat? Nope, I'm good on my end. I think um, yeah, I mean I, go well, ahead. just
2: quick shout out to I mean, Kyle Lowry, Max Struce, and Bam Adebayo played absolutely phenomenal last night and uh I think they delir- they they deserve a lot of credit because Jimmy was bad this this finals. He was not good at all. And um You know, um, it just shows the Miami Heat team. They don't give up no matter what
0: um, behind Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. Yep. I mean, just next man up, and it's the way they've always played. I was a little disappointed we didn't see Tyler Hero. I was shocked. Um, Just in a game where you score 89 points and you have this guy available with nothing else to lose, it felt like a spot to play him, but they clearly felt like they – were in contention and they were going to be able to pull things together, but it just didn't happen. Um, but that's how it goes. Um, that's how it goes. It's a Another another trip for Miami where they fall just short. But again, they were you know, they were clearly outmanned in this NBA finals. And let's go into the team. Let's go into the Denver Nuggets, the team that deserves all the NBA's attention for the first time in 47 years. So it's time to give them their credit. And we're going to let's walk through this little timeline. And I think there's some few interesting notes that I want to talk about. And at the top. It's Mike Malone. The first step to this whole thing was hiring Mike Malone in 2015. Um, again, they also drafted Nikola Jokic that year. But in 2015, hiring Mike Malone, I think it just speaks a lot of volumes that they've given this guy eight years, eight years of not getting to the finals, only making one conference finals appearance in that time, but allowing him and trusting him in Knowing that this guy gets to his players in a time today where you just don't see it. Monty Williams out, Frank Vogel gets out. All these championship coaches have been fired, and this guy wasn't even getting to that point. So the Denver Nuggets having the patience to allow Mike Malone to see this thing through is was the first move. And I think it's ultimately the most important move. I think. And I think when we look back at like guys like Monty Williams being dismissed, you know, I think I think there's always going to be a place for there's always going to be a place for continuity and for them to have that faith and trust in Mike Malone, I think is why a huge reason why we're talking about the Denver Nuggets as NBA championship, NBA, NBA champions today. And then, uh, do you guys want to talk about Mike Malone? Do you guys want to read through the timeline and then regroup?
1: Uh, I, I could just follow up with everything you said about Michael Malone, uh, I think I've said it before he he clearly gets a lot out of his players. they clearly respect him uh this is a guy who genuinely loves his team and loves his players and I feel loves the city of where he coaches and um the the franchise of which you know has hired him uh it, it's a true it's truly like a, just a good story just to see how he's hired the passion of which he coaches his team and then to have the players that they drafted kind of come up through the ranks and develop to who they are and to win this championship. So, I mean, you don't always see that in today's NBA, and it's kind of refreshing
2: and just nice to see.
0: Jamie, you want to uh, hit some quick thoughts on Mike Malone? No, you guys nailed it. Not much more to add on. old Michael. Okay. Um, Okay. So I'm going to finish reading through this and we'll kind of pick it apart. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Mike Malone hired in 2015. Nikola Jokic drafted 41st overall in the 2015 draft. Jamal Murray drafted 7th overall right after Chris Dunn and Buddy Heald. Michael Porter Jr. drafted 14th overall in 2018. Um, And right after that, a couple years later, 2020, they go to the conference finals in the bubble, in which they came back from 2-3. Uh, they were down three to one twice, once against the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and second against the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the uh, epic meltdown of the Clippers. And after, after they came up short against the Lakers in the conference final, the year after they make the huge Aaron Gordon trade, they trade Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 first round pick for Aaron Gordon, and just a couple weeks later, Jamal Murray tears his ACL um, obviously the nuggets didn't play, didn't get very far in the playoffs of the year, uh, that year, the following year, they lost to the warriors in the first round. And I believe it was five games last year to ultimately NBA champions, Mike, you kind of predicted them to make the finals. At what point did you think that this team was an actual NBA championship roster?
1: I think the addition of Aaron Gordon really changes things. Um, I'm not going to act like I saw him being a, you know, I I was scouting him and saying that this guy can be elite. I said, I'll say elite, at least in the playoffs defensively and can provide you a 20 point game here and there. Um, Not what I thought, just thought that would add, I guess, length, strength, um, you know, and some versatility uh, with guarding. But I mean, to me, once I saw, uh, you know, Jokic, the writing was kind of on the wall of, of how dominant he can be. And even then I think he's surprised people over the last couple of seasons, even even after the MVPs. But it was Jamal Murray. I mean, in the bubble, this guy clearly was, you know, just waiting to to kind of, you know, burst onto the scene and establish himself as an elite scorer and talent in the league. And it's crazy that this man's an NBA champion and he's got certain stats that hold uh, their own weight in history and the dude hasn't even been an all star yet. Um kind of just crazy to think about but yeah you this it was reminds me of the, the bucks almost like just a coach that believes in their team they might not have all the biggest names um they might not be the flashiest team but they're a well-oiled machine they play to their strengths um they do have their weaknesses of courts but they battle through those and i don't know i i guess you could just kind of see it developing like a, a team who has had success in the regular season i know doesn't always win the championship Uh, But I think for certain teams and the Nuggets, that's where I kind of thought of them in this case. If you have that success in the regular season, then at some point you have to kind of push through the next barrier and, and, you know, make it count the postseason. And I guess I just thought it was, you know, matter of time for these guys. and, And they finally pushed through that, that wall winning this championship.
0: Do you think that ultimately happens to a few teams, though, like you kind of get tired of seeing them the same group have regular season success and you kind of get bored of it? And that's why we kind of say, oh, well, this team's done it six years in a row. They can't do it together because I kind of mentioned that because we look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and we kind of are saying the same thing. But ultimately, Denver plays it out, lets this thing play out, let these guys grow and continue to believe in each other. And this is the end reward. And now you kind of have to look at Boston and wonder if that would be the same scenario. I I do think that for Boston. It's it's
1: hard for me not to think about Boston in that light. I think everybody can sit here and pick them apart. Uh, you know the Tatum, the uh, Brown dynamic, this and that, but they have all the pieces. I mean, it's there. It's just execution and and showing up when it matters. And we've said it before. This is still an extremely young team who has been uh, to the conference finals. Uh, is this their fourth time or third time with the Brown and uh, Tatum duo uh, somewhere in that vicinity? I do think if they were, I do think it's just kind of a matter of time before they get back to that championship or to the finals, and and. Can win themselves a championship, but the the timeline of you know Brown and Tatum seems to be kind of shortening it would seem, um but yeah, that's kind of how I view the Celtics as well
0: um Jamie, your thoughts here um when did you think the Denver Nuggets were going to that? They, they really could be this nBA championship team
2: um be honest, um pretty much the first the first series of the playoffs um When they came out and looked like the best team um, in the league. Um, Because all this regular season stuff, like we just alluded to, is fine and all, but look at the Utah Jazz. Um, After a while, they blew up. Um, And the timeline of Denver may be a little different just because of the injuries that they did have. This is pretty much um, the first year with all of these guys healthy. Um, You know, Michael Porter Jr., um, Aaron Gordon, um, uh, getting brought in, and then Jamal Murray. They finally got their full season under their belt, and um, still though, I doubted them. Um, for a while, you did too. I remember we both were kind of feeling the same way about Denver. Uh, and then that first playoff series, they just ran right through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the Suns. It was like the Suns series. They, it was like they were playing their own game, and the Suns couldn't do anything with them. Um, so I would say probably that first playoff series, um, when they came out strong and looked like the best team in the world.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I made the, uh, I mean, I issued the apology the first game after the playoffs because I didn't believe in them all year. I ultimately didn't believe in this team all year because I didn't think Jamal Murray could be the co-star that he was in the playoffs. Not that I didn't think he could be. I just didn't think he was ready to be. Like, he, this is the first year he's played off the ACL injury. Um, it felt like it kind of had to happen now or never. Like, let's be honest. If they don't win the finals this year, are we sure Mike Malone isn't one of these other coaches that get fired? Um, and that's kind of the difference. And it just felt like everything just had to go perfect. And I think everything going perfect kind of breaks into my next segue because I I know this isn't going to be breaking news. I know everyone's talking about it, and I think there's I think it's got to be spoken about. Jamie, I'm going to start here with you. Is this Denver Nuggets run? Is there any like is there any fraudness to this Denver Nuggets run? They face an eight seed, a five seed, a seven seed, and an eight seed. That's three play in teams. Do you have an issue with this run, or is it still as good as any other?
2: Um no I don't I don't have an issue. Um, nowadays with this play in tournament and the amount of trades that go on, um, throughout the regular season, I mean the Suns. Any other time the Suns would, and for most, for the most part, the Suns were favored in that series, and the Lakers were favored in that series. Um, until, <laughs> until they got down to nothing. Um, so no, I don't, I don't see any fraud, fraudness, uh, fraud, uh. Fraudility was the word I am thinking. Fraudility, fraudility. I mean, Jokic. It goes back to Jokic, man. The dude had the best postseason run I've ever seen, Um,
0: ever, ever seen.
2: I've ever seen in my life. Uh, The guy, the things the guy did. He broke record after record after record, and uh, there was just nothing nobody could do with him. I've seen the the best finals you've ever seen. Performance-wise, the best, yes. the best playoffs? The best playoff performance from start to finish I have ever seen. The dude had 10 triple doubles. He had 500 points and 100 assists. Like, no one's ever done it.
0: No, I understand that no one's ever done it, but, I mean, <laughs> I don't led, know.
2: He led the whole postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. Correct.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. what he did was obviously very impressive. He did it with no other All-Star. I, I completely am okay with that. Um, best we've ever seen, and I just, I, he didn't play any team that had home court advantage at any point in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I, I Okay, so this is my thing. I do think that it, none of it's fraudness. Like winning an NBA championship, part of it's luck. I said that, and I said, like, when you fire these coaches, you have to understand part of the thing is luck. And if luck doesn't break your way, it's going to break someone else's way. And, hey, listen, this is how it plays out. I mean, not many teams have had, got to play two A seeds. Not many teams got to play two A seeds plus a seven seed. There's a lot of little things to it ultimately it was a beautiful run it was absolutely incredible i'm taking nothing away they should be the nba favorites next year the only thing that you could argue is if it wasn't the suns and it wasn't the lakers and it was the kings and it was the grizzlies how much better do you feel about it anyway right is, is does that make sense mike 100 percent. i'm glad you kind of made that point and because look, people I- are saying that it's fraud but like it would have been the the no. Kings and the Grizzlies. Like, are we sure that the Suns and the Lakers aren't better than the Kings and the Grizzlies? Because I think we all think that. I think that's just such a I don't I don't know if I have the word for it. Kind of just like a. I don't know,
1: like such a noob take on the NBA playoffs. Like, yeah, you can look at the seed, but like, let's look at I mean, the Miami Heat are an eight seed, too. But they are playing the best basketball like that number next to their team name. Doesn't always indicate. I mean, how how often do you see it in the NCAA? I know we're talking about a completely different basketball league, but that's just for seeding. That's just saying what you did in the regular season and this is your spot. I mean, playoff teams in a, in every sport, like teams get hot at the right time, and you are playing whatever teams playing the best at that point in time. You know, should deserve to go with whatever run or in the case of, you know, Milwaukee or, or maybe Boston, when you underperform at the number next to your name does not matter. You underperform on whatever level you're going, you're going to lose um, in most cases. So that's why, I, I mean, yeah, the, the warriors or sorry, the nuggets when they, when they envisioned their run to the finals, did they, you know, pencil those teams in and say, that's who we're going to play or that's who we want to play. I don't know, but, they also and this is my main point here and why a lot of people really shouldn't, you know, have too much negative negativity around them is that that's what happens when you set yourself up and have the best record in the league or your conference and you, you're you in that number one spot. You get your home court advantage and you allow certain teams to let other people, other teams be in a position where if they lose, then, yeah, we're going to play a lower seed. Like that, that's what you get. That's sports. That's, that's the NBA playoffs. So that's why I'm like, I don't have any problem with that. That's how the dice fell. Certain teams are playing better than other teams. We shouldn't, we shouldn't hold the, I don't know, the, the Warriors, maybe not having a good series against the Lakers against the Nuggets, or we shouldn't hold the fact that this team underperformed against that team and advanced. And like, that shouldn't be the Nuggets issue. That shouldn't be their problem. So I
0: think it's unfair to hold that against them. I agree. Do you th- do you think that was the greatest playoff performance we have ever saw? Nico- what Nikola Jokic just did? Do you agree with Jamie?
1: I I'll agree with Jamie in the sense that how it's hard you, we can't not talk about it. I, I think it's in the discussion. I think it's certainly it's got to be right. I I mean certainly, yeah, top five. I mean, I would say easy top five. And then where you want to rank certain people's performances is you know yeah. here or there. I, it definitely has a case. I I only say that because I don't know if I could list you. My top five playoff performances, like stretches. But when the dude's breaking records nearly every game, and mm-hmm. and, and like Jamie said, first in points, rebounds, and assists, it, it just has to be in the conversation.
0: So let me percentage. bring that back to you, Jamie. <laughs> you so let me bring it back to you then, Jamie. So if he has two MVPs, he has a finals MVP and he has the MVP and he has his title now, his ring. Um, where does this put him all time if you're saying he just had the greatest playoff run of all time? Uh, uh,
2: all time. Um, I definitely get him in my top twenty-five now. Um, I would. I I don't know. I'd have to go over go over a list
0: of my. Would top you have 20. him over Kevin Durant? No, I wouldn't yet. Why? If he had the greatest playoff run all time, and we're talking about KD with just two just rings with Golden run,
2: State, though. just one playoff run.
0: I mean, I understand I that, but Kevin Durant than... hasn't had one of these playoff runs without that Golden State team.
2: Yeah, but if we're talking all time and you put the numbers up to each other, he's not even close to Kevin Durant yet.
0: I don't know. The MVPs are the same, right? No, the MVPs he's got are one the more. same. He has one less ring, but, you know.
2: He's got one more MVP than KD, but I'm just, as far as points, assists, rebounds, just all of that in itself i would have kd over him um so then like we I should said, have jimmy have butler in our top 100
0: you should or should not we shouldn't if if we if like the points and the rebounds and the assists, all that matters then jimmy butler shouldn't be a top 100 player i saw
1: yeah. somebody post I that. I, 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 don't
0: I don't know, know if, if i if put
1: I,
2: him up there right now
1: yeah i don't know if i put jimmy in the top 100 i'm not saying like definite no i i Again, have to make that list. I mean,
0: yeah, I, I'm yeah. not saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, with that logic, and that's fine. Like, if you, that's the way you feel, like, I'm not saying that's an issue. I'm just saying, like, with that logic, like, then we can't entertain that Jimmy Butler is definitely that guy.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, Jamie, did you say he's top 25 now? Or do you think I he'll would end yeah. up top?
2: I would probably put Jokic in the top 25 right now. But like I said, I don't have a list in front of me. Or I haven't thought about it. Enough I think he's top to twenty now. anybody I- I out. I was gonna
1: say, yeah. <clears throat> I was gonna say. I think he finishes top fifteen. I
0: had I had the craziest work deb- debate today, and I'm gonna go to you guys right now. All time, who is who's higher on your who would be higher on your list, Dirk Nowitzki or Nikola Jokic? I'll start here with you, Mike. So
1: I, I just want to get the wording right. Right now as it stands right now. If
0: Jokic never played another game and this was his career versus Dirk's career. Um, I think I'm going to go Dirk. I don't think it's close. I think it's Jokic.
1: But yeah, but look where Dirk is like all time points and I don't know, games played for like, there's to me, there's a lot more of that that goes into it. Like Jokic.
0: I, uh, Jokic why, doesn't though? have
1: a, I, I don't know. That's just kind of the way it works. I guess with like, I disagree
0: like we don't look at Jordan being the greatest ever or anything because of points like he's like top five but like he's not one or anything you know what I mean I don't think that goes into his favor I think like you know what I mean I think those are nice stat patterns but I just feel like it's I don't know I mean I think there should be some weight to it but I think like the other stuff's kind of
1: well I think I think when you just weigh major categories maybe but to me when I'm evaluating like Greatest of all times, and this guy. And if I but
0: Jokic like... is might be just as efficient of a shooter, plus the passing. Jokic agree, is but more right, but right
1: now, but he's had what is this? His, I don't know. Sevens? He has
0: two more MVPs than Dirk already. Same number of finals. Same number of finals MVPs.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not. I... Jamie, your thoughts?
2: Um, I'd go Dirk because when Dirk won Crazy. his, he beat prime. LeBron, he'd be almost prime D way. I mean, that Heat team was an absolute juggernaut, and he demolished. He just
0: waxed KD and Devin Booker, LeBron and AD.
2: LeBron's thirty eight. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> I have no doubt Jokic is going to be better. Uh, like it, again, if you if you just
2: trajectory speaking, like correct predicted. But like, as far as no right idea. now today, if he retired. I'm st- yeah, I'm I'd am still take Dirk over him.
0: I'm no not cutting. Shot. I'm There's not no cutting shot. Well, you just told me he had the greatest playoff run ever.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I hate having. So I, So
0: Jokic has two more MVPs already. One already. more. Dirk has an MVP. Yes. What year? The
2: year they lost. They got lost uh, as the one seed.
0: Yeah, you might be right. Okay, so one more. Okay, so already one more, but really, really should have two because you should have three straight. But we gave it to Embiid. That's fine. <laughs> we can't do that though. <laughs> I mean, I, that's fine that we can't do it now, but I'm just like I, I feel like we think a lot differently if we know Jokic has a title. That's just me though. I think Jokic got the short end of the stick because he didn't have that playoff experience, that playoff push.
2: No, oh, I, I agree with and that. And I think it happened to be honest too. You can't
0: think I think it, it happened like to be honest at some point too.
2: It did. Giannis, the year he didn't win, he won the chip. That's I brought that up earlier in the year. Like The year after Giannis won back-to-back and didn't win his third, he won the chip, and the same thing with Jokic. Yeah, I, I, but if that were the I, case, then the NBA Finals MVP would win 80% of the time. MVP, you know what I mean? That's not how the regular season MVP
0: is awarded. Although yeah, maybe but, it should yeah be. but the MVP award is a huge fraud though, right? Like is what it... is what do we give the MVP to? The best story. Because we don't give it to the same player that should win it every year. Uh, is that are you saying that? That uh, yeah, I think the MVP is a huge fraud
1: award then we then we can't use we can't use that in Jokic's favor so wipe off the two MVPs wipe off Dirk's MVP and then we both have a championship okay then I
0: have the player with the greatest finals run or the greatest playoff run ever against Dirk and his Dirk's was great but
2: but you you don't think that I do
0: I don't I don't I can't say that like I haven't had time to digest like Dirk's run's got to be up in that top five category right I mean, yeah, sure. And I and I
1: think going (laughs) like who?
0: Okay, but okay. So let me ask you this, Jamie. You say it's the greatest. Like, what is your top five playoff performances ever? Oh my! I. That's what Uh, I mean. Like, we don't know. Like, I we can't say. Like, it's definitely the greatest.
2: LeBron up there, Shaq up there, Giannis up there, LeBron and the Cavs. When he single handedly almost beat the
0: uh, Warriors without. They got swept against that. They got swept against the Warriors that year, though.
2: Yeah, but he averaged forty-eight, eight and eight, or some
0: stupid shit like that. I just, I there's all right, all right. We're getting, we're off topic here. Jamie, are you yeah, leaving? I gotta us? go. I gotta. Yeah, day. all right, Jamie. We appreciate you uh, for hopping in for a little bit. Um, Mike and I will continue on here as we go, which we yeah. we need to nice. break back. Home.
2: Play nice, boys. <laughs> God damn.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Out. I love it. All right, back to it. All right. But yeah, no, my point is, my point is, it's just like, I can't say it's the greatest because I can't tell you like what mine are right now off top of my head. Fair.
1: Okay. So that is fair. So if you had the list and it could evaluate maybe but i would
0: take jokic over would. dirk because i think jokic has already accomplished as much as dirk's already have the points the po- the numbers will the numbers will even itself out i mean i said it, if he didn't play again i would still to me i value the final the rings and the finals mvps and like how they did it and they both did it in a similar way And i just think nikola jokic has had more regular season success at this point of his career than dirk
1: so uh, maybe i'll counter with this right now if i'm who am i taking prime i think i'm i'm taking jokic But when I'm I'm evaluating career and resumes right now, to me, Dirk may have the better resume right now. But that's also one. Yeah. But he's also he also played 21 seasons. So that's why it's like not it's it's and it's almost a disrespect. It's not a disrespect to Dirk, but it's like, you know, I I don't know. I feel like he we was I always thought about that when they talked LeBron years. I'm talking years ago, being the greatest of all time, like. Man, like let let LeBron have the rest of his career, and like let's see. You know, we might have more of a case later. Like, I don't know. I, I think you got to let some of these guys who are cemented in history, like, have their title, and then even though Jokic has had great success early on, like, let's kind of, you know, see let let his career kind of go out, play out a little more. But yeah, the better player to me is Jokic. I'm not disagreeing with that. But if you're <laughs> my only other arguing point is if you say mvps are just kind of watered down and don't really matter which i'm not even disagreeing with you then let's take let's take both off the table and we're left with like i said a championship okay. and a championship and dirk sitting six all the time for
0: points let me let me clarify when i mean i say it's watered down it's watered down for the people who have won multiple okay yeah Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Jokic has won two. We don't consider him for that third one in a row because we instantly think we can't have this guy become our third straight uh, MVP and like we didn't give it to LeBron. We didn't give it to Jordan, but we're gonna give it to Nicole Jokic. Like that stuff you're comes right. into play. Voters fatigue is you know, a thing, whether they want to agree to me or not. I we know what we know what we know. I will a hundred percent
1: double down agree with you that voter fatigue is is that that could be that could be a main
0: Reason like, what I, are we yeah, talking right now if we're talking about Jokic with his third straight MVP, finals MVP, and his ring? Like, you know, now like we're having a whole – especially if we're going with the greatest playoff performance ever. You put that title on that resume and, like we're, like, people – I mean, I know you don't want to rush people up the ladder, but, like, after, like, the 15th player – like we're talking about we're talking about the disparity of one or two rings. And like if Jokic has this kind of playoff run in a year, which I said it's gonna be the hardest ring to get, like I'm not gonna shy away from saying that now because of how it played out. The NBA parody was the biggest part of the NBA that we have ever seen. And for what for Denver just to be able to put their head down and go through the parody on their own, I you know, and it was parody because we didn't think they were gonna be able to get home with it and get it done, and they ultimately do. And uh, when we could have easily just been like, damn, dude, like this is the team that's going to win it. It's right in front of our face. And yet we always had these side questions in a sense. So
1: I'll get away from the Dirk convo, but it, yeah, just for yeah you, that's fine. Would you, is he a top power, top two power forward of all time?
0: Dirk? Yeah. He's top five power forward. Again, I have to like sit top down five. and think. Okay. I just five.
1: like when I hear power forward, I think him and Duncan, but I'm, I'm obviously
0: yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Garnett's going to be in that conversation. I, say, yeah. I mean, something. at some point, you probably have to be, talk about, like, Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. And, but, yeah, in knows yeah. in the conversation with that group of guys. For so, sure. I
1: think I, I can't remember if I asked you this or Jamie this or you both last week or somebody within the last stretch of days here. Is right now, is Nikola Jokic a top five center of all time? I'm sure they discussed this. I on. do.
0: Okay. I It's funny. I, I've i mentioned this list at work, so I have this on hand on like Love how it. I would present my top five. Yep. Um, Jokic actually moved into fifth for me over Wilt Chamberlain. And I know right. uh, that's going to catch a lot of flack Listen, Wilt's numbers were crazy. He's only got two rings. So the numbers, again, the numbers don't mean shit to me if you're ultimately not winning championships, especially in a league where there's 10 teams. So the Wilt thing whatever yeah I, i'm not I, big on will that's just me and i understand uh, why people put him up there he's had the craziest games my top five centers one cream two shack three bill four hakeem five nicola
1: i don't really have a problem with that at all <laughs> i really don't and i and i think jokic is going to pass up a couple of these guys if he continues on the, the track he is. so this is
0: where it gets tough because you know Hakeem, Hakeem's a tough one to get around. And, you know, obviously the higher you go up, the harder it is. But Hakeem, I mean, two defensive, he's got the defensive player of the years. He's got two rings. He's got the MVPs. He's, and that's the How next like, step for Nikola Jokic. You know, that's, I mean, this is what it is when you get to this level of greatness. And he is just getting his head above there. But I also think like this also elevates everything he's ever done and solidifies everything he has done in his career. So
1: Hakeem has won MVP award. Ninety three, ninety four. Jordan left yep. the league. Just saying, um, mm-hmm. two two defensive players of the years. So give him all the credit for that. No doubt. Nikola Jokic will never touch that. So Jokic has two more MVP, or sorry, one more MVP. Yep. One same amount of rings.
0: Two. Each no, MVP. he went back to oh, back. Hakeem did okay,
1: and then the finals I, I MVP see- on both too. And I so we'll cancel that. So it's I'm looking at defensive player of the years and one extra, one extra ring, but one more MVP for Jokic.
0: Yep, I I I value the ring more than the MVP trophy, and ultimately I have to as well. The offense and the defense, or or not sorry, not the offense. The passing and the defense are just that's where it's going to be the difference, right? Hakeem was an elite defender. Nikola Jokic is a solid defender which is crazy that we've gotten to that point but his passing I mean that's really where it could transfer uh transform the game
1: so if I know I don't even know if you you wanted this the, this episode to take this turn but no um, it's it's great if Jok, to me Jokic does what he does for the rest of his career and has you know a, a long I, I guess career I'm not saying like LeBron length or whatever but however long it'd be um you know, let's say he ends up in the top 10 assists all time. And I don't think it's out of the question for him to claim an assist leader for the season, right? No. Yeah. I mean, he averaged a triple double this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that to me, again, it's not a defensive player of the year award, but that to me goes a lot, especially being in the big man role. Um, so I, I do think, I think the gap between him and Hakeem, I think Hakeem is it's close. Head yeah he can pass the team him. yeah that's what i'm saying i think the gap isn't that far. like we could be if Jokic comes back and wins another mvp let's say he just gets to the finals like oh he
0: be... one more mvp in like one more finals appearance he is probably past bill for me and that's so that you might get like that's a hot take i'm not saying hot like bad just
1: like yeah, We're, you know what's gonna you know the conversations I, around I, and there, it's but.
0: the same conversation like people are upset because I don't have will in my top five centers like bro like ultimately I'm sorry those guys played in a league where there was 10 to 12 guys I think I'm actually being respectful having them on my list because I just think if you listen to a lot of people everyone just wants to discount the NBA before 1980 yeah like and- I think there should be some credit there like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the greatest players ever. And listen, like everyone can say like they don't like the legacy talk. It's the best barbershops talk there is in sports. This is what it's about. The reason why basketball is so great is because legacies are so affected.
1: Yeah. And I, when push comes to shove, who is the better basketball player? I mean, I mean,
0: These guys are better than just way better today than than what they were. I'm sorry. And
1: that's, yeah, that's tough to say. And old heads don't want to hear it. And I'm I'm not going to say I'm an old old head, but I do like to give some of these guys credit where credit is due. But, like, nobody, nobody on that list is the player that Jokic is. And I'm not saying, I'm not directly saying better necessarily, but nobody's doing what, nobody on that list does what he does. And also, like, they they each hold their own uniqueness. But it's just, Jokic's ability on offense and, and rebounding and ability to pass and score at, at the rate he does and efficiently is, is we don't
0: see that <laughs> to be a top five player in your position. You have to do something that not many, like you just haven't seen before, essentially, in a sense cream, the skyhook, Shaq, just the physical dominance, Bill Russell, the defensive dominance, just being the elite defender, um, I mean, now obviously the Bill thing—it's different. We see it today, and we're like, ah, oh, there's Dikembe Mutombo, and there's Ben. I—that's I, fine. I understand that. This guy went to eleven straight finals or won eleven straight finals. The Bill Russell stuff's crazy. Like, you just have to have them in there. But like, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the just the players are just better today. And like, I know that's a tough thing to have. And like you said, like the old heads. But I—I I think they deserve some credit. Like, they still dominated in this league in some sense. I—I I agree. So I don't, I don't think the Wilt thing's that
1: crazy, especially when he's breaking will to records. Like what do you say to that? But yeah, I mean, no, I, I so that it's, I think when somebody's like, Oh, is he a top five center of all time? People immediately want to be like, Whoa, Whoa, like slow your roll. But like,
0: we know <laughs> like <laughs> Patrick Ewing doesn't have the ring. David Robinson. Yeah. I, David Robson. I get, but like, I don't know. I like Jokic better. Yeah.
1: Just, and this is, again, I don't, I forget you said maybe what 2016 he got drafted 15 15. So this is his eighth year going oh, into his eighth year. Like man, give it's him only in,
0: 28. And then, I mean, yeah, and that's usually five. where these give guys usually win ones. their first ring. Like yeah, he's on tar that, He's on pace.
1: Yeah. I read that stat a few when Boston lost about MJ LeBron, uh, just that, that age range, like you said, of their first ring, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry. But, uh, Give him, so let's say, like let's give him five more years. Nothing crazy. He's still young. Really, injuries haven't been too much of a concern. Like, just let's look at what he does in five years. I mean, like his stats are still just going to be insane. So,
0: I don't know. Yeah, and that's where I, it's going to be like super tough to judge, right? Like when he's top five or top ten in assist, and all these other guys are guards and forwards, and this guy is a center. Like that's where that's how he differentiates himself. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. Yeah, that's, that's my take on Jokic and everything. We can talk about him and what he does. I I also don't want to cut some of these other nuggets you know, short.
0: Yeah, of course. The Jokic talk deserves a lot, and I think there's a lot to it because not a lot of people know what to do with him all time-wise. Totally understand that. Totally respect it. He's a super great guy or a super talented guy, um, just one we haven't seen. Not many guys with the little athleticism that Jokic has gets becomes this good gets this far he was drafted forty one, forty first 41st overall 41 41st overall because there was no athleticism like when's the last time you truly remember nicole Jokic dunking it's just a weird thing to think about i thought about it today and it's like wow it's like weird to think about it. you don't really remember it um we can go on and on here, Mike, about this Nikola Jokic conversation, the le- the legendary stuff. I think we should definitely do something this summer, something we'll think about. Um, but let's move into some other stuff about the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, their first title in 47 years, quite a trip. The guy that we need to talk about next to Nikola Jokic is his uh, co-guy, his co-superstar, that is Jamal Murray, Mike. What are your thoughts on Jamal Murray uh stepping up in this championship to make this or this championship run that they make? I mean, he they don't
1: they don't win this without him. His play, I mean, uh, if I he can find it real quick. Yeah, averaged, I believe, in this series twenty one twenty one and ten. Um, I th- I think his points per game for the whole playoffs might actually be around twenty six if I have that. But um, for this series, twenty-one and ten, and I mean that's excellent contribution, uh, shooting at like ninety-three percent from the free throw uh, from the free throw line too. Uh, to me, the assists averaging ten is, is insane. I, I don't. I guess I didn't expect that for Jamal Murray, um, but Jamie said that last pod too that he, that's what he's been doing. So good for him. I, I mean, he's this guy to me is an all-star on, on some level. Uh, it, again, just with the injury and the guards in the West, it didn't play out for him. I would love to see him get there eventually, but uh I can't say enough about Jamal Murray, just the the mental toughness, the physical um, you know, struggle he had to go through, obviously with his injury and then recovering and then playing through, you know, that process. I'm just super happy and and for him as a player and as a person, you could see in the 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 awards ceremony after the game how much that meant to him um it's it's a great story man you see it from time to time in sports you really don't always see it some of these guys get injured and they're just not the same player uh and and they really you know can't reach that level to where they're at at one point in time but jamal murray for him to face that injury come back and, and perform at the level he did in the playoffs and help it wasn't it wasn't only Jokic. you know i know he'll get all the limelight but this team does not win a championship without Jamal Murray's contribution. And it's really, I keep saying it, but just a great story to see.
0: Jamal Murray is such an easy guy to cheer for, too. You know, just we we have these high expectations for athletes. Um, and, you know, an injury like an ACL can obviously just change so many different aspects to a, a guy's career. And Jamal Murray, just to be able to overcome that, I know we overcome those things a little more today because of science or health science and all that and whatever and I still think it's a it's still a very I think it's something you still should celebrate coming off of them you know it's not easy it's it's really tough on your body it's a lot of work to get yourself to the back to the level that you're capable of playing at and for him to do that in a fairly short amount of time I mean obviously he sat out the whole year last year um, because he did it at the end of the year the other year um, but ultimately, just keeps battling and finds his rhythm. And another guy, Mike, that you you talk about, Jamal Murray. Um, again, I, it's the third star for me here. It's Aaron Gordon. Just how good he was. You said once they got him, it kind of opened up this. Wow, like if the, like this could really work, and it did really work. And now him being the third guy. Um, I don't know when we saw Aaron Gordon in Orlando that anyone thought this could be the third best player on a championship roster. Again, sometimes it's more about the the fit than so more so than talent. We've seen a lot of talented teams uh, throughout the years, just based on uh, guys. But ultimately, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And that's what's the, that's the beauty of Denver. The beauty of Denver is these guys don't have number one, number two, number three, overall picks. They just, they had a couple tough years, found themselves in the lottery. They hit the hit on the picks. I mean, Michael Porter jr. tough series. I still think he can be a solid player. I know we kind of talked about that last episode. Jamal Murray, they get a seven. And it just goes to show you can build your team in many different ways in the NBA. You don't just need an alpha superstar. And, you know, you can find guys in the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s. And that's just the greatest part about the NBA. And with that being said, the draft being in a couple weeks, you know, maybe we find another one of these guys. And ultimately, right now, you just never know. And that's just the best part about basketball. We're finding more talent than ever. Um, Mike, you have any final thoughts? Thoughts here on this Denver championship kind of touched on Mike Malone. We touched on Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Jr., Aaron Gordon a little bit. Uh, Is there anything else here? Just, I mean, really
1: quick, like um, you said, Michael Porter, Jr., not a great finals. And I would agree. But I mean, he had a pretty good game last night. Double, double showed up. Game five wasn't super efficient. But, man, you can't tell me he didn't have his handprints all over the game. Um, And that makes a difference. You and I are big Bruce Brown fans. I love giving him his credit. That dude's going to get paid this off season, I think. Um not sure to how much and kind of where uh his ceiling is at with money. Uh but I think he gets paid cuz he's a definite, you know, guy on this team that is important and most teams would want to have. So those guys and we we mentioned Christian Brown. Um KCP gets ring number 2. It's there's just a lot of like good stories going on with the Nuggets. Um but yeah, that's Love how that's they what built I, this roster. Yeah, that's what I have as a whole. And and shout out to the player development. That's a huge thing. Um, Yeah, you can draft great players, but you can get players later in the round, like you said. And if you have a good player development, um, you know, staff and, and core on your for your organization, that goes a long way.
0: You know what this title feels like to me, Mike? It feels like a true championship from top to bottom. Well ran organization. Um you don't hear about them in the media for doing any kind of bullshit. These guys just worked their tails off. Uh they've been on the grind for eight years now since Nicole Jokic Jokic has got there really the last three or four years is when uh we have had higher expectations for them and uh they finally pull through and it's just an easy, easy, easy franchise to root for um just because of how well they're ran. Yeah, I would agree completely. Um, last question here, Mike, before we wrap up the, the championship episode, the one that we've worked for all year. we You guys gave me crap about it for asking it um, after winning game one, and we didn't have a championship to fall back on. Now that Denver has a championship, Mike, is this the next dynasty in the NBA? Or yes. is this a one and done?
1: I don't think it's a one. And, I think it's somewhere in between. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a one and done. I don't know if I give them dynasty to me. They might need another piece. It, if you're going to be a dynasty, that means you're there in the finals uh, often and winning it often. And I, I, I feel for that to happen, there might be another piece away. Uh, but again, if they get number two, maybe not next year, maybe not even the year after that, but let's say three years, like. Still I think that's possible. I just don't know if they're dynasty level yet, but they can certainly get another one. I mean, we do we're not calling the Heat a dynasty, but they won two in four years, right? Correct. I uh, so again, I, I
0: think a dynasty's 3 and 5. That's my criteria. I,
1: that's where the Nuggets sit to me is maybe like a 2 and 4 type of deal. Uh
0: yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I actually do. People, you know, I think I think there's a lot of hot opinions going back and forth, right? Like, are they a dynasty? I think they have the right foundation. Like if we're asking if they have the right foundation for a dynasty, yeah, I think you can see this be a dynasty. I just don't understand how people are saying that this is one and done. Um, this could completely come back to bite me in the butt, especially because I wasn't crazy about them all year. And I feel like I'm kind of changing stance a little bit. Again, Jamal Murray, it just changes everything that I have thought about them, honestly. Um, but ultimately, uh, I do think they're just a one more team. I think they could. I think this team can win two, and I think if you win two in twenty years, that's a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal thing, you know. It's not a dynasty, but that's still that's still a lot of success.
1: Yeah, and the, the, let alone not only two, but the fir- the organization's first two, like that, plenty to hold your hat on there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it's the next dynasty, but just thinking this is a one and done early NBA favorites have you have you saw the odds on the early NBA favorites mike i have not seen the actual odds give me who you think your top 3 would be
1: i think nuggets probably will sit at number 1 um unfortunately unfortunately i think the nugget or the suns get up there then i'll go the Maybe not the Suns. Uh, then I think the Celtics are up there too. I, I, the Bucks probably could interchange maybe somewhere in there. But that, I will go Nuggets, Suns, Celtics, or maybe it, Nuggets, Celtics, Suns.
0: You think someone. you think the Nuggets should be pretty? You think they should pretty should be pretty heavy uh, heavy favorite odds, or you think it should be about close to someone else?
1: Uh yeah, I would put them close to somebody else. I don't, it's not like they. I mean, I know their playoffs were great, but it's there it was a wonky type of playoff. So okay. I, I feel good about putting them number one, but not um, but not
0: crazy amount higher than people. OK, top three. Nuggets, number one. Celtics, number two. We'll do top five bucks, number three. Suns, number four. So congrats. Yeah. You got it. we went up four for four. Lakers number 5, Warriors number 6, 76ers number 7, Clippers number 8, Miami Lakers, Heat number 9.
1: Lakers at 5 surprises me a little bit. A lot Not right? crazy. Not that's crazy. Tr- that's but- that's
0: another year that Anthony Davis has to be healthy. Come on.
1: And and asking more on a LeBron who if we're being honest, you know, looked like age was a factor a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he slowed down. He he definitely slowed down a little bit, um, but you never know what they have up their sleeve. Kyrie, you never know. And you, Kyrie, said so- seems like he wants to play with LeBron. I will say this, Mike, as we wrap this up here, man, offseason time is absolutely absurd, and the rumors, like we're just a couple of days away from stuff just flooding.
1: Yeah, off is weird. There's there's times where there's a lot of I, I I'll say downtime and it, but there, there's a lot of fun if you ask me with the rumors and uh, once. You know free agency opens up like that's a, that's a lot of fun to me a lot of draft talk uh, offseason has its own place in the nba and it, uh, there's there's room for you know like you said fun and, and good conversation
0: i can't wait i can't wait we're gonna have some offseason episodes um i'm ready for a break though i will say uh the two a day the two a weeks i should say not the two a days the two a weeks um it's been been fun but I'm ready to digest the finals I'm ready to shed this layer off and start a brand new one as we move into the uh, draft next week already I just can't believe it happens that fast thankfully the Denver Nuggets gave us a few extra days Mike anything you want to talk about uh in the NBA here no I think
1: uh you said it uh we we got it we got here we got to the finals um you know it doesn't stop here folks a lot of off season talk going on there'll no undoubtedly because it's the nba be a lot of uh you know conversation and rumors and and
0: drama even in the off season and we're here for it we love talking about it so yeah i mean this year has been incredible 51 episodes strong covering from day 1 to Whatever day we're at now, which is the most important day, the one that we've crowned a champion. Mike, you say there's not a big break. There's not. The draft. Um, the draft is obviously a huge part of the NBA. It's a huge part of why the Denver Nuggets are champions. It's the perfect segue to move into the offseason, just looking how Denver was built through the draft. Huge key trade, getting Aaron Gordon, a couple of free agency signings, but ultimately homegrown talent leads the most and when you can build a team through the draft it it leads to the most sustainable success a franchise can have I think this could be a start to a beautiful future for the Denver Nuggets as we look out in the next few years Mike um or sorry before we get to you Mike about getting off here um, next episode, we're not really sure yet. We're going to kind of take a little week off, kind of digress the season, kind of start looking forward to the off season and see what we can bring, seeing how we want to do the episodes. So look for us, um, at least once before the NBA draft, uh, maybe that's when it'll be released. Uh, we'll post it. We'll keep you guys updated. We don't have a set schedule for the off season. Um, but we appreciate you guys so much this year. Now, episode 51 nuggets win the championship. It's been a hell of a year, Mike. Uh, do your thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's, it's been a, a hell of a year. Um, our first season doing this, and there's been a new NBA champion. I mean, it's just great. You know, we had a lot to talk about this season. Um, and thank you guys so much for all of your support all season, for following us, for talking about us. Um, you know, we hope you continue that support because it doesn't stop here for us. As we've been mentioning, we've been doing a lot. We're going to do a lot of off-season stuff. Um, this has been really fun uh all year and i'll just give a quick shout out to uh you know the big man here steve um jamie and i definitely love doing this we do our research we like to uh you know bring up good points but steve does a lot of the the legwork here he's uploading stuff he's setting up scripts he's do most most if not all the behind the scenes work so if uh you know if you guys have to give give reach out you know appreciate him cuz he he's what makes this goes around so thank you steve and and
0: thank you everybody we'll look forward to doing some off season stuff soon appreciate you mike i really do the kind words they mean a lot um it's been a blast but as much as i do you guys do just as much you guys are here with me we grind these out you guys take as much time as I do out of my lives. I know it's super hard, but we figured out how to do it every single week. Um, consistency has been our one of our things that we've wanted to rely on, and it was there. The consistency of how good the NBA this year, Mike, was phenomenal. Um, hopefully, we had the craziest offseason we've ever had. We might have had the craziest NBA season that I could remember. Kevin Durant gets traded at the deadline. All this crazy stuff's happening. The Lakers are making a run as a seven seed. We have an eight seed in the NBA finals. Parity has been the word for the NBA. And that's what the NBA stands on today. And will it be something that we can move into the future with? We will see. I can't wait to see what happens this offseason. We will be here to cover for you guys. We're working on how we're going to improve this for our year two. Can't wait to be back with you guys for the offseason. We'll see you guys before the draft. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.